following this shooting in Colorado, there are no answers. This is also following a shooting in Times Square, which, can we be clear, this is why we have cops? Then there's a situation with the police officer down in Texas, which makes us ask, why in the world do cops allow these things to happen? It has been a fascinating weekend. And one that doesn't give us answers and one that forces us to realize answers. We start in Colorado Springs, six people dead. The suspects killing themselves, that's seven people dead in all. What happened? We don't know. Walked into a birthday party inside a mobile home and started shooting, killing six people and then himself. Investigators describing the suspect as a boyfriend of one of the female victims. But we don't know anything else about this. Names, as of yet, have not been released. Motives, as of yet, have not been released. Names of victims, as of yet, has not been released. Or have not been released. No, I'm not going to give you a, a line about thoughts and prayers. I don't know what the hell this is. I don't know what this is. And I don't know why this is happening. Except... I must continue to start with a basic argument. And that basic argument is we have no capacity and we have taught no capacity to deal with problems and with heartache and with strife in our lives. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is obvious. We haven't taught kids how to handle things. We haven't taught adults how to handle things. All we've taught them is that their emotions matter. Let's start with the basics. Your emotions are garbage. Your emotions will hurt you. Now, I didn't say you weren't entitled to your emotions. That's not my argument. My argument is acting out upon your emotions will give you a garbage result. That's why your emotions are garbage. So maybe I should say it differently, right? Your emotions are real. You feel the way you feel. To act out on those emotions, oh, that's not going to work out well. And look at the way people act out on emotions. They wouldn't date me, so now I have to kill them. They uh, broke up with me, so now I have to kill them. They slighted me, so now I have to kill them. My father's long-time advice to me, and if he's listening right now, he's going to laugh out loud. Like girls that like you. What are you getting yourself so worked up for? I will tell you right now that I am in one of the great marriages of all time. Crazy about my wife. We have a fantastic marriage and we've been through some bad times. If she said to me tomorrow, I'm leaving, I'd of course be devastated. But that's as far as it would go. What? I'd be devastated. It would take, I don't know how long to get over such a thing. Such a dedication of time. I'm going to now go about hurting her? Oh. Harming her? I misunderstood. Damaging her? Okay. You're okay. What are we all nuts? Are we all crazy? Well, if I can't have you, no one will have you. 
Someone who decided they didn't want to be with you anymore, they're worth the time? And let me say for the record, it's very possible some of these people don't have the relationship with their spouse I have with mine. Being together for 28 years. Not all easy and not all perfect, but holy cow, has it worked out pretty dang good for us? Of course you're insane if you decide, well, after eh, they broke up with me after, after three months, I'm going to show them. And I'm not saying I know what happened in Colorado. I'm just saying it's possible. I'm just saying it's possible. People uh, feel that they've been slighted on social media or slighted at school or slighted on the streets. So their only answer is they have to kill the person. These are cultural failings cultural breakdowns where people don't know how to learn that with, to deal with their emotions they don't know how to deal with hardship and everything is somebody else's fault you know what maybe she broke up with you because you're an ass maybe that's why you broke up with her or him it's possible isn't it do you ever look at yourself and say how do I, how do I make this better well, this is just who I am, and people have to accept it. No, they don't. They could think you're a moron. And what people will realize after being with you for a while is that, man, this person's a moron. I'm leaving. You don't get the right to go after them because you don't have the strength to figure out how to move on with your day. I didn't say you couldn't be upset. I didn't say you couldn't be devastated. You don't have control of your faculties. I reject this. I reject this whole idea. Rather, I want to get into the idea of what does it take to teach these things, to teach these skills. And by the way, it's not just the people who are emotional and sometimes inappropriately emotional, right? I brought up a relationship of 28 years. That's an emotional thing. An emotion, a relationship of six months is not. Just so we're clear, it's not. Someone uh, making fun of your mom on the street. No reason to kill somebody. Right? I, I often think uh, to uh, the movie A Bronx Tale. Right? And and, and, and there's Chaz Palminteri. And there's the uh, the kid Cologelo. Right? And uh, somebody owes him money. And so Cologelo starts running after him. And the kid runs off. And Chaz Palminteri... Terry turns to him and says, uh, what, what are you doing? Chaz Palminteri is the leader of the, of, of, the, of the family. What are you doing? And Cologelo, that's the guy's name, kid's name, he owes me uh, 20 bucks. And the boss, uh, Chaz Palminteri, says, what are, you, what are you yelling at? What are you running at him for? Cost you $20 to get rid of a problem. Consider yourself lucky. Sometimes you pay for the problem to go away. If a guy steals $20 from you, and you never have to bother with them again. It's a good deal. That's a damn good deal. I didn't say there wasn't a moment where you got to take care of a problem. I am saying, by and large, those things don't come around very often. And people who don't know how to deal with their emotions deal with things in a way where they believe they got to go, you know, uh, gangbanging or doing whatever in order to prove themselves. To whom? Well, that's where the cultural fault is. That's where it all falls apart. If your self-worth is tied to the idea that some guy can make fun of your mom and you didn't respond to people like, oh, man, you let him make fun of your mom. Some yutz making fun of your mom. What do you care? I will tell mom jokes to my mother right now on air. 
What kind of thing is this? There's nothing funnier than watching people say, don't talk about my mom. Why can't I talk about your mom? You're, you're really taking it to heart? Do, I really, do you really take it to heart if I start telling your mama so fat jokes? You think I could do this for a while, Ari? Hold on. I mean, do you really have to? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm searching for it. I'm searching oh, for it. Oh, God. Right? You ever seen the show Yo Mama on MTV? Yes. So good. Oh, oh, you don't want me to make fun of anybody's mama, but you'll watch the show that makes fun of other people's mama. No, so I'm okay with you making fun of my mama, but I totally can empathize with other people. Your mama's so fat that her belly button gets home 15 minutes before she does. Okay, yes, that's humorous. Your mama's so fat the only exercise she gets is when she chases the ice cream truck. Eh. Your mama's so fat that when she gets in an elevator, it has to go down. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Your mama's so fat that when she wears a yellow raincoat, people yell, taxi! Yeah, I've heard that one before. Right? It's good. No, like, I'm fine with it. I just, like, I could get other people not wanting their mothers to be attacked. To think that you need to violently respond because someone makes fun of your mother is a sign of weakness. Uh, And that is cultural. Let me give you another sign of weakness. People will take what happened in Colorado and they'll say, you see, this is why we have to get rid of guns. The people who are anti-gun are weak. Let me say it again. The people who are anti-gun are weak. Because there are millions of law-abiding citizens out there who have never done anything wrong, and the people who are weak want to take away their rights. They see something happen that is horrible, that I contend and admit freely is horrible. And they say to themselves, well, that means other people shouldn't be able to have a firearm. These are weak people, but actually what they are is violent people culturally failed people who have never once been able to get their own emotions in check, they just let them roll out differently. They see something bad happen and their emotional response is to say, well, we have to, t- we have to do something about this. Come on, government. We have to do something about this. And then everybody gets the vapors and then the next thing you know, everybody's yelling and screaming and things are getting insane and the alarms are going off and Kamala Harris is, is laughing and I think there's a foghorn in there. My gosh. Take a breath. I want to know what happened in Colorado. And in these shootings that we've seen, we have come to the conclusion that rational people come to. This is clearly not about the firearm. And it's time for the anti-gun people to get over themselves. You're not good. You're not decent. You're not kind. You're not smart. You're not moral. You're bad people and you're bigots. You suffer from the same cultural issues as the people who think they have to respond with a firearm to some perceived slight or a loss of love. Now, there are many people right now shaking their heads and they're already going a little bit further than I am. And they're saying, well, this is what happens when you get rid of fathers in the home. I do not argue against single parent households. I argue that it is very obvious that two parents is better in a lot of ways and in the main. 
because there might be a reason that it's a single parent household. And since I am not about to start prejudging uh, that level of situation, not knowing the details, I'm not going to tell them that somehow they're bad people or bad parents or bad anything. That's crazy. But the idea of having role models and the idea of boys seeing men, you know, I'm talking about men in this case. It's not to say that women don't do these things, but I'm talking about men in this case. I think that's pretty obvious that they need role models. They need to see how men react because right now they don't know how to react. Now, are you saying, Tony, that they're reacting like women? No, I am saying they're reacting irrationally and they have had nobody to guide them in how to do it. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're seeing. Are we going to grow up and deal with reality? Are we going to keep the same nonsense happening where we say, "Mm, well, there was a shooting, get rid of the guns. Well, there there was a shooting. Ah, must have been a child. Must have been a victim of something. I had two teenagers try and uh, carjack a, a vehicle and killed a man, a Muslim man who was an Uber driver. You know those kids aren't going to go to jail. They got out of the car and their first question is, "Where was my phone? Where's my phone?" They don't even understand what they did. They don't understand that they killed a man. And that story is off the front pages, and that story doesn't matter, and that story, you know why? Because it didn't fit a narrative. It didn't fit a narrative uh, because of the color of skin of the perpetrator, this young black girl. You see, if you had had a young white man killing a Muslim man, then we could talk about Islamophobia morning, noon, and night. That's the same kind of pseudo-intellectualism, the same kind of emotionalism that is harming us. What made this girl think she could carjack a guy? Anybody going to ask that question? It never dawned on her, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this guy killed? I'm going to get myself killed? No, it never dawns on them. Emotional response and that's it. How to handle those emotions is an important learning lesson. And we need to better teach it. And the anti-gun people should grow up and realize what the problem is. These moms demand action groups and others. These are terrible, bad, very awful people pushing terrible, bad, very awful policy prescriptions. Our issue is cultural. And until we grow up and handle it, expect more of this. I'm Tony Katz. Exactly how bad of a dude is Joss Whedon? (laughs) That's your open? I mean, this is nuts. The more I hear about Joss Whedon, the more it's like, this dude is terrible. Now, I know Joss Whedon because this was the guy who brought us Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was excellent TV. It's good, yeah. Buffy was excellent. And then this is the guy who brought us uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, which is very well done. Very. And then this is the guy who brought us uh, The Avengers. One and two. And this is the guy who brought us Justice League. Uh, Can't win them all. (laughs) Maybe his last movie he'll ever do. But in every single situation, sans the Marvel movies as of yet, there are people talking about what an unbelievable jerk he was as a director and producer. How he was abusive on set. Uh, This is Gal Gadot. Or did she go by Gadot? No, you got it right the first time. Godot. Right? This is Wonder Woman. 
and how Joss Whedon got nasty with her in 2017 and basically threatened her on the set. He kind of threatened my career and said if I did something, he would make my career miserable, and I just took care of it instead. Well, you take care of it by punching him in the face. Well. Ray Fisher, who uh, plays, oh, Cyborg? Yes. uh, Said that Whedon's uh, conduct was gross and unacceptable during filming. Oh, no, no. No, if somebody says, uh, I'm never, uh, I'm going to ruin your career, which is basically tantamount to, you'll never work in this town again, which I only hope I can make someone so angry that they would say that to me. Like, if someone said to me, you'd never work, you'll never work in this town again, I would ask them to say it again as I pulled out my phone to create a video. There are directors, like James Cameron, who, one of the most prestigious directors in Hollywood, is notorious for being a nightmare on set. But again, he has the prestige to back it up. Like, I wonder how much of this is that it's just Joss Whedon doesn't have the the prestige that James Cameron does. Avengers 1 and 2 and the rest, he should have something. I guess, but, like, it seems like it's only came out after the Justice League movie bombed. Oh, so if, so if you don't have a commercial success, then everyone feels comfortable? If James well, Cameron has a bomb, watch what happens. Then it further explains how disgusting Hollywood is, because as long as the money's there, they're cool. Hi there, uh, Harvey Firestein. I'm sorry, Weinstein. Harvey Firestein's just fine. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the case, right? And these are the people who want to lecture to us about how to be good and decent. No, if, if the money's bad, then it, then it all goes to pot? Okay. That's what I think. Okay. I you, you may very well be right. These people are worse than I ever imagined. I mean, they're just the worst kind of people. They really are. Meanwhile, Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live. I've got that story. It's Milkshake Monday for Adam Sandler, which is a great story. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Crown Royal Peach. I promised. I, I, I deliver. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com. Get the podcast. It is free and support what it is we do. This is Tony Katz today. The story of Colonial Pipeline. Ah, it does need your attention because it begs the question of what are you going to do about the Russians? What's your plan? What is the plan to handle the Russians? Not even supposed to be here today. Too bad, Joe Biden. You got to figure this one out. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY. How would you handle the Russians? 833-468-8669. What? Let's go. How would you handle the Russians? Let you, me tell you the story. Someone's going to call in and have a solution? Oh, I have a solution. I just want someone to have a better solution than mine. I know your solution. Colonial Pipeline runs from Texas to New Jersey, goes through Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, through Georgia and South Carolina, into North Carolina and Virginia, Maryland, through uh, the top part of where Pennsylvania meets Delaware and into New Jersey. And it is a massive pipeline. One of the largest in the U.S. It's closed right now because of a cybersecurity attack. Gasoline futures are up. Heating oil futures are are up. Uh, The West Texas Intermediate Crude futures are up. Brent crude uh, traded uh, up at 40 cents. All of it. What happens? 
Well, a group uh, called Dark Side, which is known as a Russian criminal group, hacked in. And as a response, Colonial Pipeline shut it down. Said, all right, we're going to hold off right here. We're going to shut this down and we're going to see what we're dealing with. Can't necessarily um, get angry regarding that. Shutting it down. This transports 2.5 million barrels of gasoline a day. Gasoline, diesel fuel, heating oil, and jet fuel. We're not talking about the, the crude here. We're talking about the refined product. It provides the fuel for airports, including Atlanta. So you're talking about Hartsfield, and you're talking about Baltimore, BWI. We're talking about major hubs. So, the question is, what do you do about this? What do you do of this? How do you respond? You've got the U.S. Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, former governor of Rhode Island, saying it's an all-hands-on-deck effort. That's not the, the, the answer. What's the plan? So let's start with some basics. I make the argument that you simply cannot allow Russia to do these things and have no consequence. Now, I say this and I provide a consequence, right? Usually you hear this and it's like, oh, the the Russians have bounties on American soldiers. Trump didn't do anything about it. Well, the question is, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? By the way, the Chinese have bounties on American soldiers. The Iranians have bounties on American soldiers. The North Koreans have bounties on American soldiers. Who's kidding who here? Are we, are we playing in the grown-up world, or are we just going to continue to, to self-pleasure ourselves and assume that we're all in this childlike sta- uh, trance? What kind, of, what kind of madness is this? Of course they do. They hate us. Killing us is part of the plan. Then they'll get to each other, but right now we're the first people to kill. So what do you do? What do you do with a cyber attack on the infrastructure? First, I would make the argument that when we discuss infrastructure, cybersecurity is a part of it, and I actually don't think there's a dollar amount high enough to handle the cybersecurity. Get into the cybersecurity, kids. That's the future. It's a bigger future than Dogecoin, and Dogecoin has a future. All right, maybe not as much as Ethereum or Litecoin or, or Bitcoin. Full disclosure, I own some or all of those. Do not take investment advice from me whatsoever. But cybersecurity is it. Cybersecurity is bipartisan. Cybersecurity can get Republicans and Democrats to the table and create actual good solutions that, to the best of our ability, handle the problem. But nothing handles the problem as well as killing Vladimir Putin in Red Square in front of his children. Now you say to me, what the hell did you just say, Tony? I said the way to handle this problem is to execute Vladimir Putin in Red Square in front of his kids. Now you can say to me, Tony, that's, um, that's, that's a little extreme. And I'll say to you, okay, I give. It's a little extreme. What's your plan? I mean, his kids don't need to be there, I guess. His kids need to see it so they know it. Now, 
What's your plan? Wait, hold on, Ari. Hold on, producer Ari. Is your plan to execute him just but without the kids there? Because I could see my way clear to that. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to give a little. Yeah, that's right? a better option. The, the in front of the kids part kind of gives me pause. Oh, 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 that's the part? Okay, you know what? I give. We just execute Vladimir Putin in Red Square, not in front of the kids. Sold. All right. I mean, I could I could be convinced. See? I'm not, I'm not unreasonable, everybody. What I'm doing is offering a solution, as opposed to the political left, and in many ways the political right, that just wants to complain about something and do ungats. They don't want to do nothing. They just want to sit there and complain about it and complain about it to you so you'll get riled up and then we'll use it politically and they'll get some kind of victory that doesn't mean anything, but a friend of theirs is going to get a contract for $4.2 million, which is why I tell you, get into cybersecurity now so you can get a $4.2 million contract. And don't forget your dear, loving friend, Tony Katz. That's right. That's right. I gave you the idea. At least it's worth it. That's worth a little something. It's worth a little something. So, this is my solution. I don't know what somebody else's is, but I'm listening to it. But in, in, in the quote-unquote joking of this, I am in this, this serious spot of we have to respond. And I believe that we have to respond with a force so great that never mind what it does to Russia, it makes China say, oh, damn. Gee, did you, did you see this? Oh, we got it on video. Go to YouTube and search out, execute, search it up, executing Vladimir Putin Red Square kids. They did it right there. And they held up a sign. Yeah, it was America. Come at us, bitch. They held up a sign. Like that's, it's got to make other countries take pause. What just happened here? You cannot live a life where you are constantly nipped at the heels. Right? Death of a thousand cuts, that kind of thing. And I understand what people say. Well, Tony, that's just not who we are. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, why don't you tell me again who we are? That's not who we are? May I, at this moment, remind you of letters of mark and reprisal? Have you ever heard of such a thing? Because it's in the Constitution of the United States. A letter of mark and reprisal. If, if we want to go as old school as we choose, the authority uh, to basically capture a private vessel, right? A permission to cross over the frontier into another's country in order to take a ship. Now, I think this can be seen in, in, in other ways, right? The federal government has this this ability the idea that's somehow not what we do no if you want to make the argument that we shouldn't be involved in torture i always thought that that was a fine argument for someone to make 
right? We go back to the idea of, of the Iraq war. And then people can agree and disagree and discuss in the times we're in, and is this something we should be doing? And some people had a very, very uh, compelling argument to why there should no, never be torture. And some people had a compelling argument to why you need information. And let that, let that be a conversation. But let's not have this idea of that's not who we are and not have a full understanding and grasp of American history. A full understanding of who we are as a people and what we have done. Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution allowing for letters of mark. Sometimes you got to hit the bastard where they live and so hard that they stop hitting you. Now, it might only last for a decade, but at least you got a decade. I am not interested in us getting destroyed, in us getting ruined, in us having our, our, our lives harmed because of well that's not what we do maybe it should be exactly what we do maybe it needs to be what we do i've given you my solution or you can have outages and not have gasoline gets to its destination once every other month and figure out how you're going to live no 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 heating oil because right now it's 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 may uh when this happens in december get back to me won't you Glad we talked. I'm Tony Katz. So I did this I did this interview last week with a guy who opening up a gun shop in Indianapolis. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today. Ryan Vaden. Vaden Firearms. It hacked. And I was happy to see that, you know, it got picked up by Bearing Arms and some other places. Uh, they 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 opening up a, a, a gun store and it was a Saturday grand opening and I call somebody I know is a, a fellow radio host who does a show on on guns Guy Relford who fills in for me from time to time uh, he he runs the two A project dot com I said you want to go he's like yeah I'll meet you down there forty people online and we're online for maybe the the first four hours five hours I couldn't get in huge I saw it too. Could not get in. It was crazy. The The story there, however, is, is, is not even one about guns. It's about how a black man decided to open up a gun shop. And of the 40 people in line, 36 were black. And somehow there is this continual conversation about how... The way to get rid of guns in, in America is, is tell black people they can have guns and white people will shut it all down. The bigotry from those people, the bigotry that exists from the political left, one of the many, many reasons I will never be on that side. That bigotry is, is, is more than people should want to be around. If if you uh, make make this argument, believe that kind of thing. Oh, you don't want black people with guns. I want American citizens engaged in their rights. And it was great to see, great 
to see. I only hope to see more uh, of it. I, I literally could not get in the door. And someone was like, just tell them you're there. They'll let you in. I'm like, I'm not about to cut the line at a gun store opening. That's, that is not how you treat people. Speaking of not how you treat people, Joe Biden after the first 100 days, has got us uh, a a poll showing that his overall approval rating is at 63%. Isn't that great? (laughs) That's my response, too. What is it? What am I supposed to do with that information? 71% of Americans approve of his handling of the pandemic, including 47% of Republicans. Yeah, he did exactly what he's supposed to do. He took the blueprint from Donald Trump and he went with it. Good. Good. The people politicizing a virus are the worst people in the world. We're not supposed to be around them. We're not supposed to want them in our lives. They're bad folk. So let's not. But I'm I'm glad that Operation Warp Speed worked i'm glad we have vaccines put them out there now having vaccines is different than um whether or not you should take it or whether or not uh, masks work and man uh, the the speaking of bigotry there is this this map that's going around i i, I saw it on social media and media was like okay i'm done and it's of which states have been have heavily vaccinated and which haven't and i was taking a look at my state indiana which hasn't as vaccinated as much as other states although the rollout's been just fine and it was the 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 tweet was just proving that indiana is the northernmost southern state how does one comprehend the level of hate in that right See, the southern states are all Republican. They're all stupid. So they don't get the virus because they know it's just a plot from the government to take over your soul. I'm assuming that's how Bill Hicks would have said it. Right? Those people in Indiana, they they're they're nothing more than 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 rednecks with a with a with a with with worse weather. How much do you hate people? Because not only is is it is it hate on the idea of, of the vaccine, it's hate on the idea of hey, let's continue to insult the South for things that they have not done that were done sixty years ago, that they did not do. It's a continued hate. Meanwhile, it's New Yorkers that kill Jews. Meanwhile, it's Minneapolis uh, that that kills people who are black. But no, no, no. The southern states are the problem. I gotcha. The intellectuals are out, people. Pathetic. Pathetic. I, I think people who want to get vaccinated get vaccinated. Uh, talk to me in a year. When people see that the vaccine is fine, they're like, okay, now I feel comfortable. My gosh. Take a breath, everybody. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, or go to TonyKatz.com. Get the podcast. It's free and support what it is we're doing. This is Tony Katz today.